Welcome to the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. Welcome back into another edition of the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. It is Thursday, October 3rd, episode 121. I'm your host, Jordan Pace. Join with me, as always, by my co-host, Zach Henson. Zach, how are you? What's up? Uh, week four, the first quarter of the season through the books. Uh, Zach, I think a lot of these uh, a lot of these teams, just like the teams in our league, some surprising teams sitting there at the tops of the divisions. But um, through a quarter, how do you feel about the season so far? Um, yeah, it's just crazy that we are already uh, into week five and and buys are starting to play a role now. So uh, kind of not my favorite time of year with the buys. Yeah, the, the buys officially started last week in week four. I think two or three teams were out. But like you said, each week, uh, some teams are going to have to make some decisions on some lineup changes. And we will talk about that in our preview of week five. Before we do that, let's preview or recap rather week four uh, in CMB. And uh, Zach, do you have our all pro team ready? Yes, I do. Our week four all pro team at quarterback. Any guesses? It has to be Jameis in that, that crazy game, uh, the, the late game with the Rams, right? That's right. Jameis Winston, 37.15 points for Richard's team. Your top wide receiver was Chris Godwin, 41.20 points for Richard's team. Who did Rich play? I mean, did he win this week? Yeah, he, he was your lock of the week. Oh, okay. Yeah, of course he was, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Robert Woods, 30.15 points for Kevin. Your top running backs, Nick Chubb, 39.30 points for the Allman Brothers. McCaffrey, 35.15. Your top tight end, Austin Hoopa, 23.25 uh, for strong side. And your top flex play, everybody saw this coming, Jordan Howard, right? 32.50 points for uh, right. uh, Chase and Carver. Your top kicker, Ty Long, for the Chargers, 16 points. He's a free agent. And your top DST um, are the New England Patriots. Have you seen what they have been doing? They, they've given up one touchdown all season. Yeah, so I heard that they've given up one touchdown all season. And so I went to look to see who has them. It's East Coast. The last Here's their totals for the last four weeks. 14 points, 45 points, 19 points, and 29 points. And then this week they're playing Washington. I mean, it, it, what a great DST to have. Well, and every – Everyone's been talking about the Chicago Bears defense being the number one defense in football, and the Patriots are making a case for themselves. I mean, you just mentioned their point totals. They were the number one defense, of course, in week four. They were the number two defense in week three, number one in week two, and number seven in week one. Yeah. Um, Do you want to guess who is number two? So New England right now, total points, season total, leads the way with 107 points. Who's number two? It's the Titans at 65. Yes, the Titans at 65, which you have them, Sorry to followed by Chicago at 62. So Crazy. What a, what a difference. So, I mean, it's, it's 107, and then the next closest is 65, and everybody else is around there. Do you know who else in fantasy football, at least in our league, has 107 points right now? Who? Austin Eckler. So, the Patriots' defense special teams are as valuable as Austin Eckler, oh my wor- gosh. who was a workhorse running back. Yeah. So, I, you know, in the Patriots' defense, too, they're getting it done in multiple ways. I think they've had, like, three pick sixes. They've had a fumble recovery for a touchdown, a blocked punt for a touchdown. I mean, they're doing it in a diversity of ways. But, uh, yeah, it's, this is probably the best defense they've had since, like, that 01 Super Bowl team. Yeah, for real. Uh, your top IDPs, Devondre Campbell, 24.25 for Tecmo, who I think they just picked him up. Yep. Uh, Kyle Van 
Noy for 22 points. Your worst nightmare has them. Joe Schobert, Greg had him, 21.50 points. Your top DBs, Eric Harris for Oakland. He's a free agent. He scored 19.75. And Vaughn Bell for West Coast Wombats with 19.50, bringing your total to 390.70, which is right below last week, which I think is our lowest. This is our second week second two. Lowest. Yeah, week two, I think, was the lowest. But, yeah, I mean, 390, that's, that's under the average for sure. Yeah. There you go. All pro. Um, so, Jameis Winston, 17 of his points came from K- Chris Godwin. That's how big of a day Chris Godwin had. Um, he, this is the second week in a row that a Tampa Bay wide receiver was the number one receiver in CMB. Uh, Mike Evans had 45 points last week in week three. Uh, and then the number um, – Chris Godwin is the number three wide receiver in CMB through four weeks. No one saw that coming. Yeah, definitely not. Higher point total than Mike Evans. Um, <laughs> The top running back you mentioned, Nick Chubb. This is the first week that Nick Chubb has finished in the top five in running backs. I was a little surprised by that. Yeah. And then Christian McCaffrey, uh, your running back, HNF, he has 113.15 points. He's the number one running back in CMB through four weeks. And I mentioned number two, uh, Austin Eckler, with 107 points. Those are the only running backs uh, through four weeks that are over 100 points. So, again, I was kind of shocked by that as well. Yeah. Dalvin Cook is pretty close. I see that, 97.40. So. Um, yeah. And Robert Woods, the uh, the second highest receiver from this week, he uh, he's in the top four wide receivers in week four, or, or t- the top four wide receivers in week four. Three of them were in that game with the Rams and the uh, Buccaneers. Um, Cooper Cup was number four, so that was just I think that's the highest point total of, of any game this season was was Bucks Rams, and no one really saw that coming either. I don't think. Yeah. Um, and then you mentioned Jordan Howard, so let's talk about him. He was on Big Orange Bully's bench. This is like the fourth week in a row that there's been an all-pro player that Big Orange Bully's on their roster, but they didn't start them. I mean, they've had some brutal breaks this season. Yeah, I'm trying to go back and look at their team and see if – I always try to think, like, could I have been talked into putting that player in? And if there's no way that I can, then you just have to let it go. But if you were thinking about it, then that's that's the worst. (laughs) Oh, I would have never started Jordan Howard. I totally get it. Yeah, he, he's the ultimate trap fantasy player. Like now, now Chase and Carver are thinking, should we start Jordan Howard? And then he's going to come out this week and put out like four points. Um, he only had 15 rushes for 87 yards, but he's getting a lot more passes than he used to in Chicago because he's actually catching the ball now. And he is like the exclusive goal line running back right now in Philly. So um, they might, they have a hard decision right now. They might have to start him. Yeah. Last week they, uh, they had Devonte Freeman and, David Johnson, and then they had Jarvis Landry in their flex spot. So they cannot feel bad about that at all. One other thing they can feel bad, though, is the close matchup between them and East Coast Wombat. So let's talk, Zach, about the week three or the week four, rather, close matchups, stat corrections. Um, we had four or five that were, I think, the, the margin of victory was fewer than 10 points. And, you know, we mentioned Chase. So uh, ECW beats Chase and uh, Carver. I know Chase posted the the screenshot of their matchup in, in the Facebook group. Uh, East Coast Wombats, they beat Big Orange Bullies by 3.2 points originally. And then I think Chase had a little bit of hope that a stat correction might be in their favor, but a stat correction actually went against them. So their 3.2 loss actually turned into 5.45 after a stat correction. But the biggest stat correction of the season, and this is probably the, the closest stat correction I've ever seen, uh, H&F, you all originally lost to Greg uh, as of, you know, Tuesday morning. 
and I even looked at the Yahoo blurb. It says, Gregco comes back to defeat H&F Industries for third straight win in 169.75 to 169.05 battle. You go back Thursday morning, so this morning, a fresh stat correction. There was a tackle assist that was taken away from Joe Schobert, who was on the All-Pro team, and it lost Greg 0.75 points. So you all come back and win by 0.05. I mean, just crazy. Yeah, I, honestly, I didn't even know till Greg texted me this morning and uh, told me about it. I completely forgot. But when I saw our matchup and, and how close it was on, uh, on uh, Tuesday morning, I thought there was a chance just because of how many tackles his IDPs got. Joe Schobert had um, 16 tackles. Uh, Cunningham had 14 tackles. So whenever there's that many tackles involved, you always feel like something could get moved around, but you just don't know. So, uh, but yeah, so 0. 0.05 is crazy. Brutal. And then so H&F, you all move from second to first place, and you guys leapfrog ECW to uh, remain undefeated, the only undefeated team in the league right now. And then Greg goes from fifth to sixth. So it wasn't a huge fallback for him, but still, right. I mean, anytime you lose on a stack correction. Oh, it was brutal. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin White knows. Yeah, it's brutal. Uh, so let's look at the standings. I just mentioned, so H&F, you all move into first. Um, you guys are seventh, actually, in points four, and you have the third fewest points against. So um, through four weeks, you know, you guys have had um, just really close matchups. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, not it. West Coast Wombats moves into last place after their third straight loss. They have the, they have the fewest points against um, in the league by four. Points four? Yes, points four, yeah. excuse me, uh, by 25 points. And the next lowest is actually Tecmo, who's in fifth place. So Tecmo, again, had some low – they've had some uh, low-margin wins, uh, but their luck's kind of seemed to have run out after losing in week four. We'll talk about that later. Uh, and then uh, they have the third most points against West Coast Wombat. So they're in last place for a reason. They've had some really tough opponents through four weeks. Um, so the third most points against Almond Brothers and Big Orange Bullies, the only teams with uh, more points against. Yeah, you look at the standings and nine through fourteen. You look at the points against them, and they've all just had some some tough matchups. They're all in the seven, seven hundred, seven forty one, seven thirty eight. Um, only one not there is, is Dragon Energy. So the bottom half of the schedule's just had a brutal uh, start to the season so far. Well, Zach, let's look at the start of the season for the Pick'em Challenge. You know, I make the comment again this week that when Matt came on and co-hosted, Matt was ready to just give the championship or the, uh, the Pick'em Challenge championship to Jeff Gaw after just two weeks. I mean, it was, we were two weeks in, and he was already talking about which pick Jeff was going to pick for next year's draft, and not so fast. Not uh, so fast. Je Jeff remains in first place despite going three and four in week four in his picks. But another Gaw, Chase Gaw, is just behind him. Uh, at 16 and 12 on this season. So uh, is anybody's game at this point? Like, I don't want anybody getting discouraged and, and not making picks. Um, strong side, though, you know, Matt, who was ready to crown Jeff already, uh, strong side is back after going six and one in week four. He told us that John Nichols is making the picks each week. It looks like John knows what he's doing. Uh, let's not give him that much credit. Um, but not ready for that yet. Yeah, no, but yeah, it's anybody's anybody's uh game right now for sure. This very, very close. It's like what only four points separating everybody. So definitely putting your picks before we kick off tonight. 
Yeah, and again, tonight's matchup, Thursday Night Football, the Seattle Seahawks versus the Los Angeles Rams. Should be a good one. Uh, but that was the um, the league pick'em standings right now. Like I said, it's anybody's game still. I mean, we're like we said, it's only a fourth of the way through the NFL season. There's plenty of time. Keep making picks. Don't listen to Matt. It's not it's not just for the taking just yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, week four locks and bold predictions review. So Zach, last week my lock was IDP still suck. They get the win. Your lock was Dragon Energy. Dragon Energy also gets the win. So we both get our locks correct. My bold prediction was that West Coast Wombats, and I feel a little like this. Maybe this is a little too harsh. I said that they would finish with the biggest loss for three out of four weeks, and uh, that did not happen. They did lose, but it was not the biggest loss. The biggest loss was actually uh, Kevin to Dragon Energy. Um, so your bold prediction, your lock, uh, ended up being um, the biggest win of the week. Thank you. Uh, but your bold prediction was that Jared Goff would throw four passing touchdowns, and he threw two. So. He, he uh, Goff is not putting up the big numbers he's put up in the last two seasons. He's not. It's funny people say that Goff has not looked good so far. I mean, he's still throwing for like 350 yards every game. Yeah, I mean, 68 pass attempts in that game though, going Crazy. from 39, 20, 28, 38 the previous three weeks to 68 and 517 yards, two touchdowns and three interceptions. So it was possible, just uh, not meant to be. That really was like that game with the Bucks. I mean, that was the biggest fantasy game. I mean, I think there was four or five players just from that game alone that were on the All-Pro team. And that was like last year's Rams-Chiefs game where, you know, I mean, that game was, was much more hyped before the game, the Chiefs-Rams last year. But this Bucks-Rams game, I mean, it was the highest point margin or the highest point total since since that game last year on Monday Night Football. Um, Zach, let's let's go ahead and start previewing week five and do our fab recap, Show Me the Money. Show me the money! Back before week uh, four began, so before kickoff on Sunday, uh, you were in a bidding war with Jordan Iwanis in that I don't think you realized you were in a bidding war for. Yeah, no. <laughs> Definitely and not. Jordan wins uh, Marcus Mariota for $7. You bid $0, of course. Uh, I'm not the move doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me it's not like he needed him that morning or that day they still start Carson Wentz uh, but Mariota who really is a terrible option at quarterback any season uh, in fantasy he you know is inconsistent and and the Titans just don't have an offense that gives quarterbacks a lot of points or is conducive for that uh, but he spends seven dollars on him and he he had 29 points I believe in week four so this might be a, a, a turning of the tide for for Mariota what do you think yeah, I don't know. We just needed a backup and uh, just thought we would we would give it a shot. Wasn't expecting to be outbid by anybody. Thought a waiver um, claim might be the the difference, you know, the priority. But I was not expecting $7. So, but he, yeah, so. <laughs> the, the top uh, player in FAB this week, though, was uh, Pittsburgh receiver Deontay Johnson, who goes for $8 to Kemp's crew. Uh, I bid 4 bucks, so I lose out on, on Deontay Johnson, but – uh, I, I'm kind of trying to figure this one out. So Kemp's crew, and we'll talk about this later. They, you know, Jake traded away Juju Smith-Schuster to you to H and F, and so the Deontay Johnson move. It's like he signed him before he traded away Juju. So he trades away the number one receiver in Pittsburgh and signs the number two. So I'm trying to figure out what type of like wizard magic Jake's trying to do in his head when he's putting his roster together. I mean, I don't want to give away all of his secrets, but I do know he's been looking to move Juju for a little bit. Uh, and I guess he sees something else in the number two receiver there. Who knows? We'll talk later about that trade. Uh, and then the the, uh, the other 
uh, fab player here this week was Jimmy Graham, uh, tight end for the Green Bay Packers. I win him for $6. Big Orange Bullies bid three. I don't I don't really, honestly, looking back at this, I don't know why I made this move. I mean, I need a backup tight end uh, behind Kittle. And it doesn't seem like Jimmy Graham and Aaron Rodgers really have much chemistry. Uh, it's been like two seasons there, and, and it just has not found him in the way he's, he's used tight ends in the past, like Jared Cook or even like Jermichael Finley. But, um, you know, whatever. It's just six bucks. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that goes down as his best game of the year um, right? this past week. But, yeah, you need to have a backup tight end. Notable non-compete fab players. So this is the most non – this is the least surprising fab move I think I've ever seen. So for $6, East Coast Wombats gets Gardner Minshew. And I'm pretty sure this is the most ECW player of all time. I mean, he basically is like Baker Mayfield Jr., Gardner Minshew. This just feels like a Ross and Reed player. Am I wrong? Yeah, I would say so. It definitely fits. Yeah, very fitting. And they win him for $6, even though they didn't have to. They could have just gotten him for free. But I, I like this move. I, they need him this week. We'll talk about their their matchup. Matt Stafford's on bye, so uh, we'll see what, what happens in that matchup. But uh, Minshew now part of ECW. Uh, Jay Ajayi goes to Dragon Energy for $5 and a non-compete add uh jay Ajayi, who is back from his acl uh injury from last year so he's he's recovered but he's like the fourth running back in philly right now so uh, a little surprising there for rish i don't think he'll get to use him even for like three or four weeks and then zach i had to mention this one rashad jones goes to h and f for two bucks uh it's like you guys just take jabs at me year after year <laughs> with rashad jones it's just you know never gets old yeah did that uh kind of dampen your day just a little bit when you saw that well, I put in my notes here. I just put too soon. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then there was one trade this week. There were several trades last week we didn't mention. Uh, but for this week, there's just been one trade so far. And I mentioned it earlier. Kemp's crew, Jake sends Juju Smith-Schuster and Latavius Murray to H&F for Kenny Galladay. Um, Zach, this is the second trade in as many weeks that you guys, you and Brian, have shipped off a player right before their bye week. So you traded away Le'Veon Bell before his bye week last week. And now with Galladay on bye this week, you guys miss out on their buys. Um, what was the – I guess, obviously, you guys needed the handcuff for Alvin Kamara. But what was the decision on this trade? What made you guys want to do this one? Um, yeah, we needed the handcuff with Kamara. And then, I mean, there wasn't really too much text. It was just like, yeah, I guess. And so we did it. <laughs> I mean, we didn't even have any conversation with Jake. We we haven't even spoken about it. I mean, Jake's, I, he sent it. It popped up on the phone, texted Brian. Yeah, I guess. We took it. That's it. There's been no communication between us and uh, Jake. It just happened. Yeah, and obviously, like, Galladay has a much better quarterback at this point, and Pittsburgh still is kind of a rushing offense, but Smith Schuster is still a number one receiver. Really, no competition, in my opinion, uh, at for receptions in Pittsburgh. But we need to see some improvement from Mason Rudolph before we can say that Smith Schuster is a, a top yeah. 10, 15 receiver. But Galladay, I mean, Galladay splitting targets with uh, with Marvin Jones on a weekly basis. So it, it, this te- this seems like a wash. I mean, it's only a two day old trade, so we can't make any any type of uh, grade the trade on this yet. But um yeah we'll see what happens so you're saying this is fair i well i know it just makes sense like okay all right because last would, time last time y'all said it was fair that was the dalvin cook fiasco from last year and that oh would, that would worry me 
no one saw that coming. I mean, I also would have never traded away uh, uh, Saquon Barkley, but um, I, I get it. What's funny, though, is is this trade, I mean, it, it just makes sense. Like Latavius Murray, a guy, if you need to use Latavius Murray, you're in trouble because that means Kamara's out for the year or something. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully you'll never even see the light of day for Murray's services. But, uh, yeah, I mean, basically this was a, a Smith-Schuster for Galladay trade. It's kind of a wash. All right. All right, Zach, uh, that was our week uh, five preview of uh, the transactions in our league, again, through Thursday morning as we record this and a big Thursday night matchup tonight. Uh, Zach, let's move on and let's do our week five picks of the week. Picks of the week. Zach, the first matchup here, this is Greg Coe, the sixth place team, coming off that brutal stat correction loss versus Big Orange Bullies, number nine, who also had kind of a brutal uh, close loss there. Uh, in this matchup, Zach, I'm going to go with Greg Coe. I expect a big bounce back for Russell Wilson at home tonight after he put up really like an uncharacteristic 17.7 points in week four. Golden Tate is back after a four-week suspension for the uh, Giants which, you know, that would lead you to believe that Sterling Shepard's stock should drop. But I actually think it helps Daniel Jones' favorite target uh, so far. So I, I like Sterling Shepard in week five. For Chase, Jarvis Landry, still in the concussion protocol. But even if he plays, he's just – he's too feast for famine right now. And, and uh, I you know, I don't, I don't like his matchup this week. And then Tyler Boyd, one of – he's in one of the worst offenses in the NFL right now. So I'm going to go with Greg. I, I feel like I have to go with Greg. Um, just because of the stat correction, I, I wish him all the luck <laughs> after that. <laughs> it's brutal. Um, and, and Knox, I mean, he's starting to met tight end again. I think he is. Who's yeah, he is. Okay, over Jerry Cook, yeah. And Tennessee hasn't been good against the tight end, so I could see him, uh, you know, possibly getting a touchdown. So um, Greg's got some good IDPs. Um, Jarvis Landry still in concussion protocol, so I'm going to go with Greg. Dawson Knox, who is from Brentwood, he's from the Nashville area, returns home this week against the Titans. You want to make any type of bold prediction on, on Dawson Knox? Go ahead and put a number on it. Like point-wise? Point? Uh, just, yeah, maybe if you have a bold prediction in mind, you know, don't waste it on this. I just, you know, thought I'd offer it. Mm. No, I don't, I don't have anything. Don't All right, nothing, nothing for Dawson Knox. We'll move on. Next matchup here, Zach. This is East Coast Wombats, the number two team, versus Dragon Energy, who moved out of the pit of the league and they're now in 12th uh i'm actually going to pick dragon energy in this one i like some i like some upsets this week uh matt stafford being on by will have a bigger effect on week five for east coast wombats than i think they even realize uh gardner Minshew, he's got to have a back down to earth type performance at some point and it very well could be this week so uh i, I think rich has so much stock in the bucks offense right now which they play a terrible new orleans defense in week five uh, so I, I, I think Rich could have a big week. I don't know why. I don't, I don't understand why Rich is continuing to start O.J. Howard. Clearly, Byron Leftwich, the offensive coordinator for Tampa Bay, uh, clearly, you know, this is not an offense that has catered it to tight ends. Howard has an abysmal 23 points through four weeks, and he's yet to post double-digit points in a single week. So you got to find a, a new tight end, Rich. I'm still picking you, but get a new tight end. I'm going to go with East Coast on this one. I'm really hoping that New Orleans can put some pressure on Winston and he can uh, have one of those terrible, terrible games where he throws like five interceptions. That'd be awesome. Um, but uh, I got this quote from Ross um, that he said, the Browns are hitting their stride. Juice has a concussion and Beckham is about to get uh, double tar targets and Baker is about to become MVP. 
Ooh, I like it. Call a shot. There it is. So I'm going with East Coast. Bold prediction. All right. Uh, next matchup, this is Isaiah 4031 in 11th place versus the now last place West Coast Wombats. I'm going to pick Isaiah 4031. Um, the only starting fantasy tight end, I mentioned OJ Howard earlier. The only one who's been worse than Howard is Tyler Eifert for West Coast. He's posted seven, 11, two, and four point weeks so far. So I'll say the same advice for for West Coast. Get rid of Tyler Eifert, man. You got to find another tight end. Uh, yeah. James James Connor for Jordan. He appears to have found new life after that really impressive uh, matchup on Monday Night Football against Cincinnati. He basically looked like a tight end in that one. Um, he has missed some practice this week, but I think Connor still plays, and I think Jordan will win this week. Um, I'm going with the West Coast. Uh, get right game for these guys. Although I always cringe when I see like your quarterbacks going on Thursday night, and that's what they've got tonight. So right, um, <clears throat> but. I mean, I like their running backs. They've got Henry, Bell, and McCoy, who McCoy is emerging as the the best option in that Kansas City offense, which you want. So, um, I don't know if Corey Davis is going to repeat what he's, you know, the success he's been having. And Connor, we don't even know what's happening with him and Thielen, you know, with Jordan. Um, although, he seems to be complaining. Maybe he'll, you know. Do what uh, he wants. Yeah, get, get some more targets this week. Um, but anyways, I'm going to go with West Coast. I, I think they've got a uh, – a bounce back week. All right, next matchup here. This is Kemp's crew in fourth place versus the Almond Brothers in 13th. I think Jake is going to feel the pain of trading away Juju immediately in week five. Uh, Galladay is on a bye week, so I think Juju is going to have a big week for H&F, which in turn leaves little room for Deontay Johnson in Pittsburgh, who Jake is starting this week. Uh, I like Tyler Lockett, and I like Chris Carson tonight against the Rams, but Julio Jones, he is in for a big come, or a, a big bounce-back week uh, against Houston's terrible secondary. So I'm actually going to pick the Almond Brothers in this matchup. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'll offer, I will offer a tip for the Almond Brothers. This is like the tight end episode because I'm yeah. offering a lot of tight end tips. Get, uh, <laughs> I'm going to offer – out of the flex. Yeah, exactly. I swap out Jason Witten for Geronimo Allison from your flex spot. Geronimo Allison is yeah. probably going to start at receiver uh, for Green Bay this week with Devontae Adams still battling that turf toe. So he's in for a huge week. You got you to gotta swap out Jason Witten. So if they do that, they take, if Allman Brothers take my advice uh, and they swap out Witten for Allison, that will be my lock of the week. Wow. Okay. And well, my bolt. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was going to say my bold prediction is that Julio Jones for the Almond Brothers is going to be on the Week Five All Pro team. So a lot riding on the Almond Brothers for me. I'm picking you guys. Okay. I like it. So after a four and fifty-two, four receptions, fifty-two, uh, Julio Jones will be on the All Pro team. All right. That's bold. I like it. Um, I'm also going with Almond Brothers on this one. Um, it'll be interesting to see how this uh, Deontay Johnson does. I mean, he, he's looked pretty good with the targets and. Um, must be getting the short throws, you know, from Rudolph. But anyways, I'm going to go with uh, James and Blake on this one and, and see if they can get themselves another W. Next matchup here, this is strong side in 10th place versus your worst nightmare in 8th. I don't know, man, this one's kind of a hard one to pick for me. Why don't you, why don't you go first on this one, Zach? Um, yeah, just looking at this one, I'm going to go with uh, strong side. And do you hear Saquon might be back this week? I've heard that, yeah. I mean, what? But yeah, I, and if 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 Saquon comes back and Marlon Mack plays, uh, I, I like strong side in this one. Um, as long as one of those two play, I should mm -hmm. say I like them in this one. But uh, 
who's out in the uh, free agency that I saw the backup, I think for the, the Colts that nobody's picked up yet. Oh, Jordan Wilkins. Uh, Wilkins. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised they haven't picked him up yet. Right. But uh, anyways, I'm giving it to strong side. Well, I want to pick strong side as well. This one's such a tight matchup. I'm going to go with your worst nightmare. Patrick Mahomes, it's kind of funny to say, he had his worst fantasy performance as a starting quarterback, and he still finished with 21 points last week. It's just unbelievable. But uh, I I like Kevin this week. I'm I'm going to pick him. um, You know, so Trubisky's not going to play in week five, and then Chase Daniel's going to start. Chase Daniel, you can make the argument, throws the ball better than Mitch Trubisky. And Kevin has Allen Robinson, so he could be in for a decent week. Uh, Golden Tate back from suspension. Who knows what he'll do on his first week back, but he could have a big week if he finds some some chemistry with Daniel Jones. Uh, and if Patrick Mahomes has a big week, you know that says a lot for Travis Kelsey, who could be in for another big week. So uh, I'm going to pick Kevin this, in this one. The next matchup, this is my matchup, pace in your face. I'm sitting in seventh against Tecmo Power Runners in fifth. I've been saying it every week that I think Tecmo's had some really easy matchups. They have the lowest – uh, points against, I believe, in the in the entire league. Uh, so I'm picking myself in this matchup. Devontae Adams, not look like he's going to play, but I have some some depth. Uh, Damian Williams, who has missed weeks three and four, he's back this week for the Chiefs. I don't know in what capacity, but uh, I'm going to pick myself. I feel like I haven't picked you yet. And uh, have I picked you so far? Uh, I don't know. I don't but know. I'm, also, I'm, I'm, bitter. I'm going. I'm going with uh, Tecmo on this one. Um, Although I don't, I don't know what the status is of uh, the Jets with their offense and uh, Robbie Anderson. I'm not sure if he's gonna he's gonna do well this week, but um, I don't know if if Adams is gonna come back for Green Bay, and that's my biggest question mark. You know, for your team going, I think Eckler will still be fine, but uh, I'd like to know more about uh, Devontae Adams and see where he stands. I might change my pick if Devontae plays, but I'm going with Tecmo right now. All right, our last matchup. This has to be the matchup of the week. This is the first place H&F Industries versus third place IDP still suck. A little bit of history there, but also the first and third place teams. I mean, this is the this is like the Sunday night football of uh, the matchups this week. I like this matchup a lot for both teams. Um, I know you're not going to like this, Zach. I know you haven't picked me a single week, and I think I've picked you every week. I'm going to pick you guys again this week. Um, but it's a lot of variables here. So you guys are starting Melvin Gordon in your flex spot. Who knows what type of role he'll have in his first game. I don't think they're going to make him a bell cow right away. I think Eckler still gets a lot of time, Um, but I'm picking you guys. I, you know, Brady had probably the worst game of his career last week, not as of his career, but in the last at least five or six years, Uh, there's no way he repeats that. I mean, they're playing a terrible Redskins defense. So Expect a big bounce back for Tom Brady. Um, but, I, you know, Todd Gurley tonight, tonight's a big um, night for him because he's been kind of inconsistent. He had a decent week last week at two touchdowns on the ground, but Gurley seems to be frustrated uh, with the Rams. So we'll see what type of role he has tonight. But uh, they're starting Stephon Diggs, who's been terrible so far. Uh, I don't know. This one's tough to pick for me, but I'm going to go with h and I'm going to go with us. Uh again this week, although we have a lot of bust potential on this one. Um, But I don't know if you saw this note on, did you see this on Diggs that just recently popped up talking about how he was missing practice and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, the Vikings are saying they will not trade Diggs, bearing a massive offer. But today, Diggs stated, there's always some truth in the rumors uh, when asked if you requested a trade. Uh And and he said that he will not comment on – 
on that rumor, but there's always some truth to him. <laughs> Isn't that crazy how, like, it, it was just two seasons ago in the divisional round when Stephon Diggs became the hero in Minneapolis. I mean, he had the Minneapolis miracle, obviously, you know, arguably the, the biggest play the Vikings have had in 15 plus years. So he's a hero in Minneapolis. And then you fast forward two years later and he's asking for a trade. Yeah. I will say that I, I do fear IDPs, especially with Daniel Jones on their roster. Oh boy. Um, anything could happen. If we had a super flex, you know, and they could put Daniel Jones in that, in that dig spot, that'd be something. <laughs> well, we can't do that. And <laughs> It doesn't like I I you know I was so close to picking them this week. It's going to be a really close matchup. This is going to be like the uh, Chiefs Rams of this year. So I like this matchup a lot. All right, All right Zach. That was our Week Five picks of the week. Uh, Zach, we we covered a lot in this episode. Pretty standard, pretty straightforward stuff. I mean, we're one quarter of the way through the league uh, or through the NFL, uh, which means we're a little bit ahead of uh i think playoffs start what week 13 in our league yeah yep so uh the season's moving along rapidly bye weeks are already coming in uh so monitor your roster make your picks of the week and uh, we will talk to you guys next week